Hi everyone, this is Claudia, and I want to thank you guys for tuning into my podcast today. In this episode, I will be interviewing three individuals, my two sisters, Lily and Glory, and my friend Eric. I will be focusing on what their beliefs are towards climate change and what proposed solutions they have to help our environment. By listening to this podcast, I hope people learn new perspectives on how to view climate change and see the many ways that the Latinx community gets affected by global warming. Before I start my podcast, I think it's very important that I address what climate change is to you all listening today. According to the Australian Academy of Science, climate change is a change in the pattern of weather, and it's related to the changes in the ocean, land surfaces, ice sheets, that is occurring over time scales of decades. Climate change is happening because of the natural processes in our environment, such as the sun radiation, climate system, and due to the human influences in the atmosphere. What's up, Eric? Thanks for joining my podcast today. As you know, I thought it would be very important to share your story of your beliefs towards climate change and how it impacts your life and the Latinx community. Hi there, Claudia. Thanks for inviting me. This should be exciting. Um, yeah, so I have a couple of questions I wanted to ask you today. And if you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to answer all of them. Just answer what you would like to share with our audience. Um, the okay. first the first question I have is, do you believe in climate change? And do you think it's important to talk about? Uh, I honestly feel that I didn't believe in climate change. Um, but just to recent like events of it's opened up my eyes to climate change. Um, like an example, like the recent fires we had, it's just, it was, it's been very bad. And Mm -hmm. I I feel like, you know, people don't talk about it enough and they just, I feel like, you know, they're not knowledgeable about well, what's what we got going on, and mm-hmm. it's just it's been getting worse and worse and worse, and it's just been affecting. Yeah, I know. I totally agree with you. I feel like, um, you know, growing up in the Latino culture, like I feel like my parents never spoke about climate change. You know, it's funny. And I asked my parents, I'm like, do you guys believe in climate change? And they're like, guess that. So what is that? You know? And they're like, you know, no, like these fires are happening because God is sending them, you know? And, and it's, and it's tricky for me to have this conversation about climate change with my parents um, because, you know, it, they have to involve religion into it. And I'm just like, okay, like, you know, I, I just wish there was like, you know, some sort of like podcast in Spanish where they could address like, you know, the Latinx community and just inform them of, of climate change, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, yes, we definitely here in the Bay Area, we got really affected by um, the local fires and 
even just having these wildfires, people just don't even think climate change is real. Like, you know, like my mom, she was like, no, es una persona que lo está haciendo. It's a person that's doing that. And, and that's not yeah. true, you know? Um, yeah. Like talking about that, I mean, my mom, um, she wanted to get some toilet paper yesterday at Costco. And mm-hmm. I guess there was, there was no toilet paper. So this morning, like, I woke up and I tried to, uh, you would try to get some toilet paper from Amazon. And I told her like, you know, we gotta get, we gotta get eco-friendly like toilet paper that doesn't cut down trees or like anything like that. Because I was trying to explain to her like why it should, why we should buy this. And she wasn't very knowledgeable about, um, what I was trying to like explain to her she was like oh no it's mm-hmm. like expensive and you know I think we should get this type of toilet paper because it's like cheaper but I tried to explain to her like you know we are cutting down trees and mm-hmm. it's not making things any better it's just making things worse about the climate change you know we're mm-hmm. cutting down more and more trees and it's not helping at all with what we the situation we all have you know yeah no and i and i feel like you know the latinx community especially like the low income like households um are the ones that tend to not be able to know how to know or be able to afford to contribute to being able to help uh eliminate some of the climate change in the world because you know um plant-based products are very expensive and and i know that you know my mom cleans houses so luckily like you know some of her clientele like has been able to inform her like oh you know elizabeth don't use plastic water bottles anymore like you bring your own hydro flask or your own water bottle that isn't plastic you know and so i you know i've been very thankful that you know my mom has very good clients that influence her to want to make like slight little changes that she can you know so she's been able to buy She's been able to buy plant-based cleaning products to clean houses. And, you know, again, I feel like my mom's been able to get motivated to use these products because her clientele is informing her of of this way that she can be helping the environment. Um, And also just plant-based and non-toxic products for cleaning are perfectly recyclable and good for um, the home environment. And um, it just is just showing us that, you know, people are making baby steps into the right direction um, for our environment. Oh, really? And what do you look for when buying eco-friendly products? Like, do you look at the labels or how do you, um, how do you know what, what this product is eco-friendly? Um, actually, well, the funny thing is, like, I tend to use social media like for everything. It's my my source, my news. Um, it's probably not the best um thing to do, but I've been able to just follow like people who are plant based, um, friendly, you know, and they give me ideas of products to buy and foods um to also buy when doing my grocery shopping. So yeah. I look at the labels, I make sure it's plant-based, um, vegan, um, 
You know, I think a lot of people think that using plant-based is organic and not necessarily it has to be organic all the time. And like I had mentioned before, um, it's hard. It's hard for us um, from the low-income community to buy organic and all plant-based. And so I feel like, you know, next time when people are doing their grocery shopping, you know, some of the few things I buy at the store is, you know, I buy all, all, almond milk and oatmeal milk. Um, you know, I buy lots of greens, um, always doing my green juices. And especially in the Latino community, we use white rice a lot. And um, I, feel yeah, exactly. like, I feel like at home, you know, we've slowly have gotten into using brown rice or like quinoa. And it's been challenging because, you know, it's changing our culture and stuff. But I'm proud of the direction that my family is going into and just doing very small um, changes um, into helping um, lessen the global warming that there is in our environment. But, you know, just talking right now, it just seems like there's like different ways that we've been we've tried both of us to get involved with um, eliminating climate change and global warming. And I'm very proud of, of both of us because it's hard, you know, it's hard, you know, because we grow up not knowing what climate change is. And we rarely I felt like we rarely get introduced into this subject um in school yeah. and just in our community I feel like we walk in blind yeah not knowing uh, about climate change at all yeah but I found a very interesting article um in CNN um and they were just saying that um plant-based diet makes you healthier by lowering your risk of obesity heart disease and type 2 diabetes so again you know as long as you know prices are affordable for everyone then you know I think more people are going to be able to do plant-based um diets you know yeah um very interesting yeah, I mean, the next question I have for you is, have you or has your family been affected by climate change and how so? It could be recently or in the past. Oh, of course. I feel like myself and uh, my family, like my dad, during the recent fires, um, he was working like he works as guardian in, um, in mm-hmm. Tiburon and he, he's all he does is work outside and like kind of maintain and like take care of the the flowers the plants and like home maintenance that he does around and it was it was bad like going outside mm-hmm. it felt like you know it was going to be the end of the world like outside it was like orange oh my god Even, i remember like, the ashes the oh my god yeah yeah there was a lot of ashes on the cars and like the whole day from like the morning till like the sun went down it was just all orange and i was like what is going on so yeah i remember the sky was so orange um like you were just saying eric um it was unbelievable i I don't even know what I was doing that day, but I just felt very um, sad and worried for our environment. Um, and I I still remember 
that morning of the fire i tend to leave like my windows open at night when i go to sleep and i woke up like to a smell like fire and i thought something was burning around us but it turns out we had had another big fire in sonoma county and i remember having a conversation with my parents and my sister that morning where it was like you know what climate change is real we need to help our environment because these wildfires are just a way where global warming is happening um, around us and it's going to affect us, um, our health, you know? Yes. And, and so I just started thinking about, too, how my family gets affected by climate change. And I began to think, like, you know, my dad, too, he's a gardener. And, you know, we in the Bay Area here, we experience, like, strong heat waves you know and my dad's like out there working you know I think like it was like two years ago where we had like some sort of temperature up to like a hundred and I you know that's not good it's not good that people are out working in in these temperatures and not just for like gardeners but we got to think about our farmers you know who are planting um our produce, you know, that we all um, use every day, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, it's just been recently, too, there's been a lot of, uh, the temperature's been really hot, or it's just very cold, and then also, too, um, the sea's been rising, too, like here by um, where I live. Um when it rains that uh the highway gets flooded so and that's never happened i mean i've never mm -hmm. seen it and i think that's pretty pretty Wait, crazy you, how you live in uh sonoma county right didn't like highway 37 um get closed down because the sea level rised right yeah that just happened uh recently when there was the, the storm going out a lot of rain yeah and i mean i feel like you know we've had these wildfires we've had this unpredictable like extreme um weather temperatures like you know it's very cold and it's very hot and we have like extreme flooding and even with all these like episodes of us experiencing or not experiencing but just viewing um global warming around us like people still are in denial about it and it's sad you know I feel like you know there are so many good articles out there or so many good podcasts that introduce people to learn about global warming and make people realize that climate change is real but I I don't know what happens with people not believing in it you know is it, you know, the culture that they come from, the religion, um, you know, personally for me. Just everything in general, I think. Yeah, I think personally for me, like, I I knew that uh, global warming was real, you know, that it was happening because of climate change. Um, but I just felt like, you know, I didn't know much about it. So I just kind of didn't really put too much importance to it. 
you know? And so Mm -hmm. after taking my climate change class at Sonoma State, you know, I was like, wow, like, you know, glaciers are melting, you know, we have extreme uh, floods, we have like natural disasters going on because of climate change, you know? Yeah. And um, I know we had spoken a little bit about um, plant-based um, diets and how people can um, go and um, buy products plant-based or that's a, one of the ways that they can involve themselves into preventing global warming. And mm-hmm. I couldn't help but have to bring up this article um, that I read and it's about, it's, the title is Plastics and Poverty and it's written by Van Jones. And there was this very good um, quote that I liked and it said, low-income people often are the ones who are buying the products that that have those dangerous chemicals in them that their children are using. And I think, again, you know, I think this really ties to us, you know, our families, you know, we come from low income communities, we, you know, our parents, when we were growing up, our parents didn't have the economic choices to buy high quality um, products. Eco-friendly stuff, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we were using plastic all the time and we, are trying our best every day at home not trying to use plastic you know and i just thought it was important for me to bring this quote up and just let our audience know that this is one of the things that our community battles with you know yes i know it's it's hurtful to see yeah you know especially when we don't have money and we don't have like education or exactly we, we can't make um healthy choices for our environment um but is there anything else you want to share with me about um what about global warming or um i think I you, feel, yeah go ahead i feel like um um i've been i've read an not an article but i've seen on like um on facebook that uh government Newsom was trying to implement uh by i think it was 2030 that he wanted off manufacturers that make cars um all electrical basically non-gas um cars just mm-hmm. make it all new cars be either all electrical or mostly hybrid cars basically mean they use some gas but with a uh, hybrid which is um electricity yeah either there's either plug-in or which you can charge the batteries that will run uh-huh. for a certain amount of mileage and then you can uh run on gas but i mean i think what he's trying to implement is something that could very like help us because we have a lot of cars out there mm-hmm. that are just implementing a lot of uh, carbon dioxide which is not helping at all yeah no and i feel like you know if if gavin newson is going to implement this i mean again you know thinking about whether everyone's going to have access to electrical cars are they going to be able to afford them you know um because right now i think only tesla is like 
the only electrical cars, I think, right? And I mean, mm-hmm. who can afford a, a, a Tesla? I can't. I know my parents can't. <laughs> Um, so, you know, making these electrical cars reliable for all economic, um, classes, you know, and so I know you work in the car industry. And so I've been wanting to ask you like, um, throughout the years that you've been working in the car industry, how have, have, do you feel like you've seen an increase in people buying hybrid cars or no? Um, I feel like when I started working, um, I didn't see as much uh, hybrid cars. Um, it was just all mainly gasoline vehicles. Um, and then just the recent, like, actually couple months, I feel like I've seen a lot of uh, hybrid um, gasoline cars, uh-huh. which um, it's just, I found it very interesting. I was just like, oh, like, there's more and more new um hybrid slash gasoline cars and like it's been a lot lately like it's so it just i found it interesting every car that i would work on or just new cars that got brought to our dealership that we had to do like a pre-inspection mm-hmm. it was just all hybrids and i found that very interesting and did I you feel, feel like i have a question did you feel like um it was like a certain class of a group of people that had these hybrid cars or do you think it was like a very like equal like within all backgrounds that people could have had hybrid cars you know um i just think um it's just government related like uh the government was telling you we have to like all these new cars that are being made and all that have to be either you know more eco-friendly and produce less uh, carbon dioxide mm-hmm. to stop climate change you know yeah well mm-hmm. l- let me tell you i don't have a hybrid car and i think i soon want to invest in getting one i think you know i could do that in my part in having a hybrid car and, and something that's going to be beneficial to our environment and to my health you know and also um i know that like maybe if people can't afford hybrid cars or electrical cars you know carpooling could be very essential you know we have these apps like uber and lyft where people can carpool and get to their jobs or any destination that they want to go to but i know i only tend to use that stuff when i'm out with my friends and so i think um you know, that's one way that we can also help the environment um, by carpooling. Yeah, true. Um, I've done it a couple of times, but I feel like people, uh, I don't know, I feel like people feel scared to like ride with other like random people, you know? Yeah, I know. I do, honestly. I'm just like, <laughs> who am I going to ride with, you know? Just like yeah. some random person that I don't know is just hella awkwardly in there. Yeah, and even with, like, the whole global pandemic, I mean, people using public transportation and just, like, Uber, Lyft, you know, has really decreased, you know, with um, corona going on. Um, Yeah, so, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, we talked so much um, today about how 
our out about our beliefs and how the little ways that we're helping um prevent global warming and i want to thank you for your time for coming here today and um i am excited to continue to hear your journey on how you're going to continue to um find solutions and continue to be involved in preventing and slowing down global warming around you oh it was a, it was nice chatting and i appreciate you appreciate you trying to um spread out and see so people can listen and you know try to help out the environment and it was good talking to you and you know i hope we can make a change not to a lot of people but you know some change at least for, for sure. the next couple of years yeah yeah all right well you have a good day and i'll catch you later sometime all right it was nice talking to you all right ciao ciao Hey, so next up in climate change conversations, I decided to have my two beautiful sisters um, to join me in this podcast. I have Glory here with me and Lily um, as well, and uh, we will be talking about what their beliefs are towards climate change, how it impacts their life, and most importantly, how it affects our Latinx community. How are you guys, girls? Hi, we're doing good. We're happy to be a part of your podcast today. Well, it's great to have you guys. I'm totally excited that you guys are here. So I have a couple of questions I wanted to ask you guys today. And if you feel like you can't answer one of the questions, please feel free to um, not answer it. And I'm more than happy to um, ask you other questions I have. Okay, this is a safe place for you guys. And um, the first question I have is, do you believe in climate change? Yeah, so I guess to sort of start off the conversation, um, I personally believe in climate change. I think that um, with the just recent events of, you know, wildfires, um, as well as a different number of events occurring in um, Central America um, that we've read about in the news, we can kind of see how different factors are playing into the changes in our environment, um, more mm -hmm. specifically in the climate. Um, so yeah, I would say that it is an issue that we need to address. Yeah, to add on with Lily, I, throughout like growing up, I saw a lot of changes in our world, including with freshman year of high school I mm -hmm. was caused by it by missing a bunch of school because of the wildfires up north um, and I just think the message of climate change hasn't been out there and been really misinformed around the United States which should be cleared up yeah um, I think definitely a lot of the um, current and past um, disasters that we've had like the local um, fires up by Sonoma County and just not even in Sonoma County but just in California I think have really um, allowed me to see that um, climate change is real and you know we both grew up we all both um, grew up in the same household and I just wanted to ask you guys like how do you think um, our parents um, 
influenced or if they ever brought up the conversations of climate change? Yeah, I think that growing up, it was very difficult to carry on conversations within our household about climate change. Um, As a matter of fact, it never really was brought up. Um, So a lot of the information that we were given was given throughout, you know, educators in our schools. It wasn't really something that we were presented from our parents. So growing up, it was something that we didn't really know existed, although we knew that there were changes, you know, occurring in our environments, but we didn't really know exactly what was. We didn't have a name to it, Mm -hmm. Um, so it was very difficult for us to kind of picture that it was a real issue. Yeah, like coming out from like the Latinx community, a bunch of us don't really get informed Mm -hmm. about climate change and also global warming. And I feel like a bunch of us do not really have access to that information mm-hmm. and yeah. causing us to um, to get the most effects and the damage causes, mm-hmm. to, um, which completely sucks because we don't get that much information passed along to us than yeah. do white families or other families in the United States. Yeah, and actually, um, the interesting thing is I was talking to Eric earlier, and I had told him that it would be interesting um, for some sort of like podcast, but not just even podcast thinking about it, but having more um, flyers, more education that's available for our community um, um, culture, and even for our illiterate families, just having presentations, like visual presentations of what... Uh, global warming is and um, presenting this data to the Latinx community so this um, vulnerable and low-income communities can help and contribute to preventing or slowing global warming. Um, Yeah so kind of to build off of that um, I'm a current public health minor um, at Dominican University and one of the sort of key components to public health is raising awareness. And I think Mm -hmm. that um, with um, immigration, a lot of Latinx and Central America and different families of different origins um, are now being presented with new information that they were deprived of um, Mm -hmm. in their home countries. Um, But I think that this sort of extends further um, and sort of requires the access to new resources like you mentioned you know a podcast or some sort of um informational pamphlet that Mm -hmm. um sort of translates the impact that climate change has on all our lives yeah and i think just even like creating not not creating but like having some sort of like show in television you know i think a lot of our latinx community have access to television and that's where we get our our source from you know all of our information and you know just like we have daily talk shows about uh you know i don't know about how people's lives are going i think that you know there could be a possibility for someone to create a talk show about the different disasters that are going around the world and this can help our community and get us get to get more informed of what climate change is well moving forward i have this question i've been dying to ask you guys um 
to ask in my podcast and I wanted to ask you guys do you think educators and the current curriculum does any justice informing students about climate change you know I think that this is a very important question to ask um, I think that educators have done an okay job of you know raising awareness and letting students know sort of what climate change is and what um, global warming is, but I think that there has been sort of a lack in um, the awareness that we all play in terms of um, the cause of climate change. So, you know, I think that different, you know, elementary schools do a great job of having their students participate in, you know, carpooling or different activities that um, contribute to um, remaining or reducing the um, effects of climate change. Um, but I think that this needs to be encouraged further. I think that um, with higher education, you kind of see um, less and less um, awareness or mm-hmm. sort of discussions about the topic. Um, I don't know about you, Glory, if you sort of have an experience in high school now. Yeah, going back to, like, my past in elementary, including, like, Earth Days or, like, mm-hmm. overall Green Days, the, those times we would usually be more aware with our ecosystem mm-hmm. and our overall, like, global warming and stuff. Mm-hmm. But now, moving to high school, I've seen the conversation dime down where like it's Mm -hmm. probably more like pushed over where we're not that informed Mm -hmm. about and it sucks to like have that affect all of us high schoolers because we don't get that much information where we get more information from social media and get misinformed from social media Mm -hmm. and get misled making us believe certain things which media has a big cause on climate change, making certain people mm-hmm. not believe in it and thinking it's just a hoax, which mm-hmm. it hasn't mm-hmm. or will not be or whatever. But it just sucks to see the effects yeah. it has on young viewers. Yeah, and um, I brought up this question because I felt like in my educational journey, um, I felt like educators and the current and the old curriculum and I even think the current curriculum does no justice for informing students. I was um, an English language learner, so majority of my time during grade school, I, you know, I was being pulled out of class because I needed to learn English. I was not fluent in it. So I felt like you know, educators wanted me to to know the language of English that they were taking me away from the units of like earth. And I remember like there was one time when our teacher took us into the greenhouse um, and I wanted to be there, but I needed to go to speech class, you know, because I needed to learn English. And I felt like, you know, climate change is just as important as learning the language of English, you know, and I felt like that was taken away from me that opportunity for me to have learned and to develop more um sense of of what global warming is and and you know i felt like it wasn't until here at sonoma state um taking this climate change class with justine where it's like oh my god climate change has been going on for centuries 
for longer than I've even been born. And I wish that, you know, my my education could have been more influenced around it and I could have done little more things to help um, climate change. And so, you know, just like you said, Glory, I remember the Earth Days and that's all I remember about how I could save the environment. And I feel like, you know, there needs to be different curriculum that really emphasizes on climate change and how to inform our society yeah yeah i I do want to kind of add on as well i think that um a lot of educators you know are a first sort of primary um information source for many students across the country Mm -hmm. so i think that there is a great significance and importance where you know teachers and instructors should sort of simplify this complex issue of climate change for Mm -hmm. their students and kind of you know meet their sort of needs so that they can sort of understand more in depth the impact that climate change has yeah and i don't even know if you guys remember or not but i feel like i rarely remember like field trips that we had to like open space parks i feel like i feel like the only opportunity i had to go to a field trip for an open space park was like for walker creek and like we learned about earth there and like so many units about how to save our planet right but i felt like I don't know if it was because of the school that we were going to in our community, you know, because we um, our school was all um, Latinos. Um, was it because, you know, academically we were doing not well that they didn't prioritize to want to teach us about climate change and other things that we could have learned? And I feel like it just goes to show society that especially like in low-income communities, they get hit hard um, where they don't get introduced to subjects like climate change because there's disparities, there's not enough funding, and because teachers need to prioritize other things and climate change is not one of the ones they want to focus on because they want to help kids academically to do well, learning the language of English, math, and um, writing, you know? Yeah, Um, and to add on, at my high school, we do have this program called MCEL, which is basically an environment program, but it's very limited and it sucks because a bunch of kids that I know really would love to be participating in being outdoors, especially having school outdoors is just overall more better for a student's mindset and mm-hmm. overall mental health. And I just see the students in these MCEL programs and they have way more opportunities and way more more out like resources to be informed whereas mm-hmm. students that don't have those resources and didn't have the chance to take that opportunity to join this limited program mm-hmm. sucks because we get affected and then we just end up dumbing down and not being informed as those students mm-hmm. and overall we just don't get that much information passed along which sucks for us overall yeah to kind of add on to what glory was saying um i also attended terlinda high school and um one thing i did notice as part of the mcel um, curriculum was that it was very selective um and so Mm -hmm. sort of the student body that you would see within these different programs um were very um 
stigmatized and Mm -hmm. segregated, Mm -hmm. um, and it was often very difficult to see students of color um, participate Mm -hmm. in these different programs. And so you did kind of feel sort of as though it wasn't your place to be there, and and Mm -hmm. it wasn't um, something that you could participate in. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like a lot of the um, sort of resources that we do have should be pushed to include a wide Um, a wider group in our community yeah and just to piggyback on that you know the funny thing is that in my climate change class right now I am the only Latina I am the only person of color in my class and um, I was so afraid to speak up about uh, climate change and to even let my peers know that I didn't really know what climate change was and it's okay that I don't because, you know, I, again, like, I feel like I wasn't introduced to the subject and that's not my fault. Yeah, it's, like, pretty intimidating to, like, join the conversation overall Mm -hmm. because I feel like certain people just pick on you for Mm -hmm. it, for not knowing it, or, like, they just assume certain things by you for not knowing climate change, and it pretty sucks because for a person like us all, it's kind of hard to join the conversation if we Mm -hmm. don't know much of the conversation. Yeah, well, I mean, I think one proposed solution that we can do um, is, you know, move, uh, you know, convince the local like elementary schools um, that that serve the low income community to push on teaching our kids of color what global warming is. Um, at the school that I work at right now, San Pedro Elementary School, it's in San Rafael, um, we um, just implemented um, this um, curriculum of zero waste um, in our, we have first grade through fifth graders who are in a green team and our kiddos never knew like what climate change was or um, that global warming is part of climate change, right? And so a lot of the time, at the very beginning one of the things i would see was like oh the kids are just so excited to be picking up garbage but why why are you picking up garbage like why are you doing that and so i feel like you know as long as we have educators who are believe in uh climate change there will be a difference there will be justice for uh kids of color like all three of us and they will be introduced to the subject and will be motivated to want to take actions and uh participate participate in the activism of global warming and to stop it All right, so the final question I have for both of you two is, why do you think climate change is a political topic? So I guess kind of what I found, um, just kind of listening to different political debates, is that usually the argument is centered around what causes and what cures um, climate change, right? And so you can see that on this or big spectrum, there are people with, you know, Mm -hmm. different political views and morals when it comes to how you treat a specific situation or event. Um, And I Mm -hmm. found that with this division, um, you can see that people interpret scientific discussions Mm -hmm. over climate change 
um, based on their different levels of trust in the Mm -hmm. research that's being presented. Um, And you've kind of seen this sort of play out with our current COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, We watched as, you know, our president Trump and um, Dr. Fauci Mm -hmm. um, kind of go into this argument of whether, you know, COVID-19 was truly impactful, if it was really harmful, and whether Mm -hmm. people needed to um, abide by the CDC guidelines. And so Mm -hmm. you saw that people kind of fell between this uncertainty of who to believe. Um, And so I feel like this political um, viewpoint and standpoint Mm -hmm. has to, or weighs heavily on our moral values. Yeah, and I definitely feel like our current president, um, he definitely has influenced a lot of people in our society to not believe into global warming. Um, And I think because he's in power and um, a lot, you know, he knows he's able to convince so many young people and older people he um, speaks his mind about um, how global warming is not real, how it's fake, and how it's made up, and it's just people, um, Democrats making it up, or just liberal people making it up. Um, I think that, you know, especially with the with the president that we have right now, if he were to be one that believed in uh, global warming, I think, you know, we would have had prevented a lot of the uh, wildfires here in the North Bay, you know, Um, and also a lot of other disasters, you know, he would have given a much quicker to these places and people would also fund local global warming um, organizations, you know, to prevent and to educate people um, about climate change. Yeah, to add on, um, I feel like Donald Trump really separated this whole conversation with climate change Mm -hmm. and associated with political parties, Uh especially dividing now because there's been a huge gap in the level of concern of this whole conversation Mm -hmm. and making it seem very of a political party, including like asking questions such as if I were to ask Lily, oh, do you believe in climate change? And if you were to say yes, you're liberal. And if you say no, you're Republican. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because of that has associated with political parties that should not be Mm -hmm. at all because I feel like climate change overall shouldn't be a political topic. It should Mm -hmm. just be an overall level of concern for us all um, Americans Mm -hmm. so we could make the future for overall for everyone in this world to have a safer environment and ecosystem so that we overall this earth is suitable for us all yeah to kind of build on that as well i feel like with making climate change a political debate um it's kind of harmful because people begin to question researchers and sort of the information Mm -hmm. that we have been provided with and people start to doubt and question um you know these different health experts who have devoted you know extensive research to developing you know the findings that we have now um and so i feel like with big um governmental officials such as the president 
who comes in and kind of questions that, a lot of people within our communities begin to question it as well. And I think that's kind of scary because that begins to impact mm -hmm. sort of how we view our actions and mm -hmm. can sort of lead to more devastating events taking place. Yeah, no, I think we have touched a lot um, of bases today in our podcast um, about, you know, how and why um, climate change has become into a political topic. Also, um, the different ways that um, people of color and um, the way the curriculum in within the United States is, is segregated to um teach people of uh, climate change and also um, it's interesting just to see that you know we almost all all three of us had the same belief of, of climate change you know we had we we went to different elementary schools and we were exposed to different um, populations in our schools and I'm just very thankful that you guys came here to this podcast and shared your opinions and your beliefs on global warming and I hope you know you guys continue to do good and educate those around us and especially our people that are of color and nuestra gente you know we need to teach them we need to educate them and like I earlier said you know my mom thinks that climate change is not real and que es una cosa de Dios it's a, it's it's something that God's sending and it's not it is our turn um to change and to move together um with our latinx community and we will change and we will educate our people of color yeah thank you for having us we're happy to be a part of the conversation um so thanks thanks